But we all need to learn how to connect with the creator of all things when we're praying. If we want to go beyond feeling like our words are just I'm falling on the floor, bouncing off the ceiling. We better learn grace so that we can somehow or find out how to connect with God. But what really happens? What really happens when we pray? What happens when Jesus teaches us to pray? And we pray for his kingdom to come and his will to be done. What happens when we pray, expecting God's power to work in and through us? What happens when we pray, believing that all of Jesus' promises are true? As you catch a glimpse of it, I want us to be looking at those words we just listened to. They found in the last book of the Bible, uh, the book of Revelation, the Revelation of Jesus Christ. Now, before we begin, I'm going to tell you two things. One, yes, I know this is probably the hardest book of the Bible to understand. Yes, I know that. And two, no, I'm not going to explain it all to you this morning. You're welcome on so many ways. We'll give you a quick, we're going to be looking at chapter 5. I'll give you a quick background uh, just so we set the context of where we're at. Uh, Revelation chapter 1 introduces the main character and the focus of the book. This book in particular is Jesus. This is the revelation of Jesus. Just remember that. That's the title of the book, The Revelation of Jesus Christ. Not with some of these. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, we're going all that. Chapter 2 and 3 are letters from Jesus to seven churches in an area we now call Turkey. The country of Turkey and modern-day Turkey. Uh, they're letters of challenge and encouragement and correction as needed to the seven churches that are facing persecution. Uh, and Jesus' basic statement to them goes like this. To summarize all seven letters is something like this. I am with you. I know what you're going through. And I will help you overcome. Some of you need to take out. And all of you don't give up. Chapter 4 through 22. Chapter 4 through the end of the book. Uh, and you get the big picture in the background. The, what the seven churches are going through. It's kind of like, you know, sometimes you start a movie and you've got a close-up of somebody in the park, and then they zoom out and you get to see the big picture. This is kind of what the book of Revelation does. It starts with those seven churches and looks at the situation they're facing, the problems they're going through, and so on, and then it zooms out to see the big picture. Um, I'm trying to tell you everything going on in the book, and I'm not going to. Uh, chapter 4, heaven and all of creation worship God the Creator. And all of them are against Him fail. He rules, always has, and always will. 
And even an angel filled that incense burner with fire from the altar and threw it into the earth. And thunder crashed, lightning flashed, and there was a terrible earthquake. Gets a hold of our prayers, stop talking. Interesting. Thunder crash, lightning flash, there was a terrible earthquake. Now, the first people to read this were primarily Jewish people, and so they would remember those words. Let me take you back to Exodus chapter 19. They were released from slavery in Egypt. They came, they made their way through the desert there at the foot of a mountain called Mount Sinai. And this is what happened. On the morning of the third day, thunder roared and lightning flashed. And a dense cloud came down on the mountain. There was a long, loud blast on a ram's horn, and all the people trembled. Moses went back off to the camp to meet with God. They stood at the foot of the mountain. All of Mount Sinai was covered with smoke because the Lord had descended upon it in the form of fire. The smoke billowed into the sky like smoke from a brickstone, and the whole mountain shook violently. Catch it? Thunder, lightning. The Lord came down on the top of Mount Sinai and called Moses to the top of the mountain. So Moses climbed the mountain. See? Did you catch it? The book of Revelation, the angel takes the incense that's burning on the altar, fills this burner, throws it onto the earth, and with it comes thunder, lightning, and earthquake. God showed up on Mount Sinai to meet with his people. There was thunder, lightning, and earthquake. No mistake, those images are supposed to be there. We're supposed to catch those things and put them together. When we pray, well, what happens when we pray? You probably won't know right away. Sometimes you will. Sometimes it's obvious, you know, they're out in front of you literally shaking and there's thunder and lightning and there's smoke everywhere. By the way, I heard a preacher say this once. I don't, I don't know which preacher it is. He said, some people don't like it when God shows up because they're just like the people of Israel. They say he's loud and he smokes. You probably won't know right away because you cannot see what Jesus does in the spiritual realm by what you experience in the physical realm. We have talked about this before. Even physically, there are things you and I cannot see that are still here. So that things that we, we can look at a, a, a flower and go, oh, that's a beautiful daffodil. It's lovely yellow. Under an ultraviolet light, and you go, Whoa! 
friends and work is going on this life with gathered to you. What happened in heaven? When the Lamb takes the scroll, everyone gets their name. This is a reminder you don't get here. Genesis chapter 4, when I said all of heaven is created, worship God the Creator, they all get their knees to the Creator. Who is the one who seated on the throne? And then, chapter 5, the Lamb shows up, and they all bow and worship to the Lamb as well. They sang a new song. They're worthy to take the scroll and break the seals. You were slaughtered, and with your blood you ransomed people from every kingdom, language, and tribe for your people, for God's kingdom. And all of creation comes worthy of the Lamb who was slaughtered to see glory and honor. You see, in spite of the fact that we can't see what He's doing, and we don't know what he's doing, he is acting in response to our prayers. And the key is he wants to connect with us. We, we tend to focus on the, the answers or the, the, the feelings and the sensations or, or just what we can say, what we know. I know this is going on. A whole kinds of things going on that we don't know about yet. We can't think of it. But we deal with that by praising Him and worshiping Him and trusting Him to be working in an area where we cannot see what He's doing. And one day we will. So this morning I want to invite you and encourage you to fully engage in this kind of transformation here. I want us to join the the prayers of the angels and the songs of the saints in heaven around the throne. I want to invite you right now to be just to praise you. To praise you for the simple sentence prayer. You can say it out loud. You can whisper it. It doesn't have to be really loud from everybody. You can say something like this. No one loves 